The Islanders win their third straight preseason game and score five goals in the process. We'll have our key takeaways, plus we answer your questions about Matt Barzal and an interesting comparison of Barzal and John Tavares. We've got all that and more on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Sart tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Friday weekend edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us today and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. We have got a lot to discuss on today's show. But first, if you've got something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question about something we've discussed, a comment, about a topic we've gone over on the show, or maybe something you'd like us to talk about on a future episode of Locked On Islanders, feel free to send us an email. The email address, as always, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles. And you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings from the rest of the preseason to the regular season, injury updates, trade rumors, line combinations, you name it. We'll have it for you right here on the Locked on Islanders podcast. So, the Islanders get a 5-2 win at home at the UBS Arena over the New Jersey Devils. They fall behind early 1-0 and then go and get five, count them, five even-strength goals in order to get the win. And that, in and of itself, pretty good news for the New York Islanders. And, you know, what we're seeing... And I think it's kind of important. Again, the important thing in the preseason, I am not going to sit here and say, oh, wow, the Islanders are in big trouble because in the preseason they didn't do anything particularly well or they did something particularly poorly. No, I'm not worrying about the preseason specifically too much. But what I like is to see that this team is getting better 
game by game and headed in the right direction. They seem to be, A, getting more consistent play from their regular players, and B, they seem to be sort of getting more and more into the groove of what Lane Lambert wants them to do. Now, you know, I mentioned five even strength goals, so the power play does not score in this one, but they only had one power play attempt. So that is not that discouraging under the circumstances. And then you look over the way this game sort of played out, and a lot of Islanders players really did a solid job. I mean, let's start with Semyon Varlamov, who played very nicely in goal, making 26 saves out of 28 shots that he faced. Another positive, the Islanders' defense, even though they did feature some players who are not going to be on this team once the regular season starts, uh, still held them, the Devils, to less than 30 shots on goal in this game. And that is actually despite the fact that the Devils had four power play opportunities in this game. They did get one of their two goals with the extra attacker. Varley, I think, solid in goal, as I mentioned. And then the other encouraging things. Noah Dobson, a two-point night. Robin Salo, not on the score sheet, but a plus two, as was Paul Ledoux. And Nikita Sashnikov, one player on this Islanders team was a plus three. You know who it was? Atu Ratu, a goal, an assist, two penalty minutes, and the plus three. So uh, definitely encouraging there. Ross Johnston with a goal in this game and a uh, roughing call that you know, they kind of wrestled with each other for a couple of minutes. But overall, I, I think there was a lot more to like about this game. The two-point night for Dobson. Barzy getting a goal to sort of celebrate what he, uh, you know, the contract that he signed. went Did well in the face-off circle as well. Bavillier with a goal and an assist in this game. And, and just overall, you know, I like one thing that this team did. They rested a lot of guys. You didn't see J.G. Pajot. You didn't see Oliver Wallstrom. They rested, you know, some of their regular players. No Scotty Mayfield. But some of the guys they already sent down, like Simon Holmstrom and Atu Ratu, they sent him down to Bridgeport, but they brought him back up just to play in this preseason game. And you know what? More power to you if you're the New York Islanders. Get these young kids some extra experience. Give the veterans rest. Look, you're about to embark on an 82-game schedule where you're playing, you know, not every other night, but pretty close to it over the course of the next six months. So why not let the kids have a little extra work in the preseason, get them playing with and against mostly NHL players, and just... You know, show the team uh, what these kids can do. And when they go down to Bridgeport, they'll probably have a little bit more confidence, probably be ready to rock and roll, and and, and I, I really like it. Uh, 
Kiefer Bellows had some good moments in this game. Uh, and, and you had Pelik and Pulak back together as a duo for a large part of this game. So overall, you have to be pleased with what you saw from the New York Islanders. A lot of encouraging signs in this game. Now, again, like I said before, I don't get too worried about poor performances in preseason, and I'm not going to get too excited about good performances in preseason. At the end of the day, it's still a game with, out of 18 skaters, maybe, you know, the other team, the Devils and the Islanders, both probably only had 12 or 13 guys who were going to start the season in the NHL. So, it's not quite doing it against a full roster of NHL talent or with a full roster of NHL talent. But I like the way this team seems more and more comfortable in Lane Lambert's system. I like the fact that you got some some of the players you want to get on track offensively going in this game because it's important to have guys like Dobson and Bavillier and, you know, getting on the score sheet, Ratu getting on the score sheet, uh, Barzi getting a goal, builds his confidence. And then, you know, seeing Varlamov getting back into the form we need him to have, also very encouraging. So you take it with a grain of salt because it is a preseason game. And I I think overall, though, the, the trend is in the right direction. And it's just encouraging that, you know, this team started off not scoring and now they're building. They had, you know, one goal, one goal, two goals, four goals, and now five goals. That is is what we need to see from this team. You get three, four, five goals a night, you're going to win most of the games you play. So good news there for the New York Islanders, far outweighing the bad news. We have got a lot more to get to. On this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast, we're going to answer some of your email questions, mostly regarding Matthew Barzal, but they're interesting questions, so we'll get to those. Plus, a former Islanders captain is our Islanders birthday of the day. All that and a lot more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you could find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf, hockey season starts next week, so that's just around the corner as well. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. So let's get to some of your questions, and uh, let's start with our friend Tommy from Brooklyn. Uh Awesome podcast, as always. Love listening to your podcast every morning or afternoon. You're very informative. Please keep up the great work. I know it's not easy. In your opinion, is John Tavares in his prime or Matt Barzal better? I believe John Tavares in his prime is a better goal scorer and maybe a little better on faceoffs, 
but Matt's speed, stick handling, and playmaking capabilities are better than JT's. Thank you, be safe, and let's go, Islanders. Well, first of all, Tommy, thank you so much for the kind words. I always do uh, appreciate it, and it's great to hear from fans. Look, if you're going over the skill set, Tommy, I think you nailed it. I think that uh, Barzal is a better skater than Tavares. He's a better passer than John Tavares. But at the same time, goal scoring, you know, there really isn't much of a uh, comparison in that area because, you know, Barzi has just the one season of over 20 goals. And, you know, how many seasons over 20 goals does uh, John Tavares have? Well, He's been in the league 13 years, 12 times he's gone over 20. He had a 47-goal season, a bunch of 30-goal seasons, and that 19-goal season he had was only 56 games long back in 2020-2021 because of COVID. The difference to me is this, and it's not over yet, the, the, the debate or the, the, the way you put it. I think John Tavares, so far in his career, is better at making his line mates better than Matthew Barzal has been. And part of that is because Tavares is more of a finisher than Barzi, and that Barzell has not always had great finishers to work with. But you go back to even the early days of John Tavares with the Islanders. P.A. Parento and Matt Molson. They were NHL players, but playing with John Tavares, they became 20-goal scorers. They Tavares' presence on their line, and this is true not just of those guys, but of several other players over the course of, of JT's Islander career, which lasted nine years, uh, they really lifted their game because they were playing with Tavares. I haven't seen that consistently yet from Barzal. And, you know, look, Kyle Palmieri and uh, Zach Parise look like they're going to be his line mates this year, at least to start the season. And, you know, here's a test. You know, this is a test. Can Matthew Barzal make those guys better? than what we saw from them a year ago. If he can, then you start saying, okay, Barzi is getting closer to Tavares. The other thing is this, rightfully or wrongfully, Tommy, goal scorers get a heck of a lot more attention and a heck of a lot more respect than setup guys. And, you know, Brett Hull and Adam Oates. Everybody remembers Hull. Oates kind of... You know, not as remembered, even though he deserves to be recognized for the excellence that he had. Uh, even going back to Brian Trottier and Mike Bossy, uh, that's a, a situation where Trottier, I think, was a better all-around player than Bossy was. But Bossy, because he put the puck in the net at such a high level, gets more attention. So you have those great one-two punches with the setup man, even Nicholas Backstrom and Alexander Ovechkin to use a, a present-day uh, duo. 
you know, Backstrom will go down as a very good hockey player and all-star, may or may not make the Hall of Fame. Ovechkin, because he's the goal guy, is going to go down as one of the greatest players in NHL history. So I think Tavares, because he is the goal scorer, is always going to get more attention and recognition and, for lack of a better way to put it, respect than Barzal is going to get. Now, if Barzi can put together some 25-30, 35-goal seasons in the future, maybe he needs to shoot a little more. Maybe that equation changes. Uh, next one, we have Frank from North Patchogue. He writes, I'm very happy about Matthew Barzal signing because we will not go through another John Tavares scenario at the end of the season. We will have Barzi here for eight more seasons, and that is sweet. Barzi's skills need to be maximized, and he needs a speedy winger to play with. I suggested Bevilier in past emails, and I stick with that. Lane Lambert needs to lessen the defensive reins ever so slightly to increase goal scoring and to, uh, for increased goal scoring to happen. I'm sorry. Our defense is mobile enough now that the breakout passes to Barzal and his wingers so that the attack can begin. Let's see what Lou does next to get that scorer that we have looked at this summer. We have a veteran team that may not be the quickest, but it's got a lot of experience, and that has to count for something. Frank from North Patchogue. Frank, thanks as always for the email and for listening. Uh, appreciate it very much. Let's see what happens with Barzal. I agree with you. I want to see Lane Lambert open things up a little bit, but I can tell you right now, it is going to be a little bit. It's not going to be a lot. Uh, as far as Bevilier, I'm willing to give him a shot. It doesn't look like that's going to be one of his line mates to start the season, but, you know, I still think you're right that it is up to Lou Lamorello, and I talked about it on yesterday's show, to bring in that bonafide goal scorer that really maximizes Matthew Barzal's talent. Because you can be the great passer, but if the people that you pass to are not able to finish consistently, your numbers will not add up to, you know, outstanding numbers. And Barzal is capable. You, you put Barzal, let's just say, on a team with an Alexander Ovechkin or a Sidney Crosby or uh, a Connor McDavid, Barzi would be off the charts, and so would those goal scorers. So I'm not saying they need to get someone that expensive and that good, but give the guy a bonafide 30-goal scorer, and I think this team's future is exceptionally bright. The question is, what does it cost you, both in what you have to give up to acquire it and in cap space, because the Islanders don't have a lot of room right now under the cap. So... Frank from North Patchock, thank you so much for the email, and uh, keep keep them coming, fans and listeners. Uh, please, e you can you can send us the emails, you can DM me on Twitter, or you can comment and ask a question on uh, the comments on YouTube. Any way you do it, we'll read it on the show, and we're happy to talk about it and mention you when we do. 
All right, uh, we've got more to get to on this episode. Our Islanders' birthday of the day, a former Islanders captain, a defenseman who was with the team in the 90s and early 2000s. We've got that and a whole lot more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day and Thursday was the 48th birthday of former Islanders defenseman Kenny Janssen. Janssen, uh, a native of Sweden, drafted in the first round, 12th overall by the Maple Leafs back in 1993. A year later, he made his NHL debut with Toronto, but was sent to the Islanders late in the 95-96 season and stayed with the team through 2003-2004 before headed, heading back to his native Sweden. And, you know, a, a solid offensive defenseman, but also good in his own zone. Janssen's best year with the team, 1997-98, 14 goals and 40 points in 81 games. Janssen could do something on the power play. He gave this team some good leadership and consistent two-way play. Over the course of his career, 686 NHL games, 63 goals, 267 points in 298 penalty minutes. Add 19 playoff games, one goal, four points, six penalty minutes, 15 of those 19, and all of the points coming with your New York Islanders. And Janssen, you know, we we just did his brother Jorgen Janssen's uh, birthday about a week or two ago on the show. He was really a, a fan favorite during his time here and just a great overall presence on this roster and, and for this franchise during some lean times and some better times like the early 2000s when the team made the playoffs three straight years. We're going to go back and look at one of uh, Kenny Janssen's better games as an Islander February 4th, 2002, the National Car Rental Center in South Florida. The Islanders, with Chris Osgood starting in goal, while Trevor Kidd gets the start for the Florida Panthers. And it was the Islanders getting on the board first. Sean Bates of the Islanders off for holding, and a shorthanded goal by Dave Scatcherd, his fourth from Oleg Kavasha, and our Islanders' birthday of the day, Kenny Janssen. At 7.29, makes it one nothing Isles. Then the Islanders' power play gets going. Adrian Acoin, his eighth from Kenny Janssen and Alexi Yashin at 14 minutes even. 2 nothing Islanders as we get late into the first period. But the Islanders couldn't hold the lead. Robert Svela, his second from Jason Weimer at 15.24, made it 2-1. And then Florida got a shorthanded goal with Pavel Bore in the box for holding the stick. Marcus Nielsen scores a shorty. His ninth from Lance Ward and Darren Van Imp. After two periods, we're even at two. In the second period, it was all Islanders. Jason Blake gets his sixth of the year from Dick Tarnstrom and Oleg Kavasha at 3.56. Then, our Islanders' birthday of the day. Kenny Janssen, his fifth of the year from Brad Isbister at 7.21. That makes it 4-2 Islanders. Then the Islanders' power play gets back to work. Bratislav Mezi uh, goes off for high sticking. 
and Alexi Yashin. Potts is 24th. Kip Miller, the only helper, at 10:34. Islanders up five to two after 40 minutes, and it looked like the Islanders had this game in their back pocket, but they couldn't hold the lead. In the third period, it was a big wave of offense for the Florida Panthers. Nicholas Hagman gets two straight goals, one at 33 seconds, one at three minutes and 32 seconds, his fifth and sixth of the year. Jason Weimer with the only assist on both goals. Then at 5.56, Sandis Ozelinch, his sixth, from Ivan Novoseltsev and Nicholas Hagman at 5.56. That ties the game at 5, and then Robert Svela gives Florida the lead at 7.46 of the third. Pavel Bore and Christian Husalius with the assist. Islanders down 6-5, to five. but Dick Tarnstrom ties it at 15.44 for the Islanders. Yashin and Isbister with the assist. That game goes to overtime, tied at 6, but nobody could score. Garth Snow ends up finishing the game for the Islanders. Roberto Luongo finishes for the Panthers. But at the end of the day, the game ends in a 6-6 tie. There were no shootouts back in 19, uh, excuse me, in 2002. So the Islanders and the Panthers skate to a six-all tie. Uh, Garth Snow stops five of six shots for the Islanders to earn the tie. For Kenny Johnson, our Islanders' birthday of the day, a goal, two assists, three points. He was a plus one. He had three shots on goal. And he was on ice for 30 minutes and 21 seconds. That was tops among all Islanders players in this game. So a very happy uh, 48th birthday to former Islanders defenseman Kenny Janssen. He is our Islanders birthday of the day. Should be a good weekend. We have one more preseason game left for this Islanders team. It is at the UBS Arena, and it is against the New York Rangers. So what better way to get ready for the regular season than one more tune-up with your biggest rival? It's a uh, an 7 o'clock Eastern time start Saturday night at UBS Arena. And after that, the games start to count. As October 13th at UBS Arena, 7.30, Islanders and Florida Panthers. We will, of course, be back on Monday with our takeaways from not just that game against the Rangers, but some overall takeaways about the preseason. And hopefully we'll have some news about final cuts and roster moves as well. Thanks for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your next listen Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world with Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. Have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders.